I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking world Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Practicing's never been my forte. Mm-mm. That's why you're the color guy. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, the Match Week 33 recap. We are recording on this lovely Easter Sunday, April 17th. Happy Easter to you and yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, I got bad news. What's going on, James? I got bad news, Patrick. When we said we weren't planning on another managerial sacking, it wasn't just from an emotional viewpoint. We actually weren't planning on an another managerial sacking. So that sure being weren't. said... We've released Charlie Puth from his contract. We don't have the keys anymore. Patrick, I don't have any ideas. I don't know what to do. James, so uh, you wonder why why you keep me around. Uh, I knew this could come. I do. A record-tying 10th sacking of the year. Uh, some oh, say wow. it couldn't be done. Some say it couldn't be done. Or managerial change. I don't so know if brave. sacking. So brave. Um, but James, I, I, um, I dusted off some keys myself. Uh, so I've got a musical number. If that's if that's still something you'd like to do, I, I mean I I can't speak for Charlie and his professionalism, uh, but I'm ready. I'm ready to go today. Yeah, you've always been one to go the extra mile, Patrick, and I can't wait to hear what you have cooked up. And I'm sure all the prem heads feel the same way. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. All right. Well, James, hit it. I I hit it. Yo, prem heads. Let's kick it. Daichi, daichi, baby. Daichi, daichi, baby. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Got some news coming straight out of England. Someone, please make this make sense. I can't figure it out, so I must be dense. Sean Dykesack? Yo, I don't know. Ever seen a gaffer? Love the snow. No budget. Bunch of ogres. A guy named Cornet. Remember that year? Even got him into Europe. Dance. I'm spitting facts. I hope you hear me. Get your ears open like James Tarkowski. Park the bus. Get on your bike. How can you hate a man who loves to look he like? Got a big game and you don't know what to do? Call my man Sean. Line up 442. Staying up now, yo? That's a chore. They're gonna miss the big man at the turf four. Dice, dice, baby. That's it, James. Only one verse. That was, uh, Patrick, I'm standing up and cheering right now. You just <laughs> you just gave your version of the you to real MVP speech. Um, this is a little behind the scenes for the Prem heads at home, but I heard that without the instrumental, and it was the perfect combination of jarring, unsettling, and uh, I don't throw the genius word around a lot, Patrick, <laughs> but um, let's just say I'm putting you in that Kanye discussion. Look... The documentary's come out soon, and by soon I mean in 15 years when I'm a billionaire. But for now... And when the movie drops. We get to try and make sense of this brain-dead decision. Yeah, Patrick, I mean, credit on the Dice Dice Baby rendition mm-hmm. there, bringing us back to the 90s. I, I had a little trouble with the pronunciation myself. It turns out it's Deitch, without the... Deitch. Without the, like, you're mm. shushing somebody. But I'm just glad, for everyone's benefit, it's not because we are a family-friendly podcast, and... Well, that would just feel wrong. It would, me. wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless that's how you pronounce his name, then that would just been what it, what it was. It would have been an unfortunate coincidence, Patrick. An unfortunate coincidence. But Fair let's to set the table here. Patrick, when I said shock the world as my piece of advice for Burnley, this is not what I meant. It was one of yeah. those it was one of those wake up. You know, I don't know if you guys have the same morning process as I do. Wake up, shove a screen immediately into my face, and sc- <laughs> <laughs> scroll through the news and do a huh? Double eye rub, like eye rub, double take, uh, Burnley sack Sean Deitch. It is not the kind of news you're expecting to see. I think any sane uh, general fan who follows the Premier League would agree. Complete shock. Yeah, I, I can't see anyone out of outside of Everton fans are ones that are 
you know, at all happy with this decision. Right. I think Sean, Sean Deitch, Deitch uh, was universally, I think, uh, I wouldn't say loved, but admired. He was universally admired, I think, by the, the rest of the league. And I think mostly for what he did uh, with Burnley. Uh, took them to their best ever season, the championship, brought them into the, uh, the, the Premier League. It made them a Premier League mainstay. Uh, and, you know, with, with what, eight games to play it was that when they made the decision, they got the draw at West Ham. So, I get, you know, fair play. That's probably the best you could have hoped to get with him. Mm. Uh, but, man, I well, just I, – I don't, I don't see this – this working out, but I mean, it's going to have to live, live and die with this, uh, this new guy and, um, Michael Jackson, pull it off. Yeah. Shimon. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, it's objectively a mad move. It's a mad move. I'm sure the chairman were like, cause Burnley's always been those stragglers in terms of games played. I'm sure they were like, how many games we got left? 12? Oh, eight. <laughs> or sorry. I mean, how we, many? we needed to make this decision four games ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, seven actually for them. They're 31 played. So uh, what are you going to change Like, as a new manager? What style of play are you going to implement? Are they planning on bringing in a permanent manager? I saw Rafa Benitez tweeted out there in the meme sphere, but I think it was just purely that. So are we, are we rocking with Michael Jackson and Ben Mee as a part-time assistant coach? It's a mad move, you Patrick. To, to close the season. You and it's a, it's a hard sell. It's a real hard sell to those fans who... While they might think, um, conveniently enough, The Athletic just put out a poll on this, while they might have gotten tired of the style of play and, and Burnley as a team in general, I think there was a general acceptance that it wasn't because of Sean, it was because of the budget, the shoestring budget that he's been working on for years. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, Roy Hodgson isn't exactly working wonders at Watford right now, so they, no. they've really been able to take themselves away from being the people's champ. Um, which again, if you're of the Everton persuasion and Merseyside, um, that's that's welcome news to you and you alone. Yeah, and looking at Burnley's schedule in comparison to Everton's schedule, if we're going to say that's the rest of the relegation, the rest of the relegation fight, uh, Leeds probably clear, Watford and Norwich both you know shipping games to Burnley and Everton probably clear in the wrong direction. So it's down to the two teams, three points apart. You know, I know Burnley's only won four games all year. I think in isolation, James, this performance is, you know, sackable. But it's not in isolation. It's a 10-year manager, like you said, been right. you know, completely handcuffed on the budget side. I think he's been punching above his weight for years. And maybe this year they were getting their due. And, you know, I, again, <clears throat> I don't see this being a good long-term move uh, for Burnley, however you slice it, uh, because I think that he was the one... He was the driver. Uh, Sean Dyche was the driver of that of that club uh, for so many years. So they might be able to pull this one off. They might be able to stay up, and then you're going to feel vindicated, probably off of the back of a new manager bounce. Where I think Burnley Burnley has some winnable games, some real winnable games rest, rest on their schedule. So yeah. maybe they get it done. You, maybe that's their vindication. But I don't see this. You know, unless they're ready to spend next year, who's gonna who's gonna make more out of out of this bunch? Well, you make a great point, Patrick. This is an out of context decision, and you would hope the board and the chairman and the people who make decisions are the ones with the context. You know, this isn't sure. this isn't some scrub. I was I was I was thinking about it. Out of managers who are synonymous with their teams, like intrinsically linked, I think he's only behind Pep City and Klopp's Liverpool out of the whole Premier League as far as like manager you equate with. Uh, with their team. Yeah. He, yeah. He, it's nothing short of like, I put it up there with, I really do. I put it up there with Leicester as far as like, it's not newsworthy, like staying up in the Premier League, but it, you know, I was reading up on a few little Burnley facts here and they are outside of the biggest 100 towns in the UK. You can fit their entire population into Wembley Stadium. They're this tiny, tiny little place you know, congregating at Turf more for this little team that, that Sean Deitch has, has brought up to the Premier League and made them a mainstay, and you mentioned it in your beautiful, uh, mm. you know, resurrection of Vanilla Ice, let's call it. Uh, they finished mm. seventh in 2018, which nowadays, that gets you into the Conference League. Yeah, yeah. And the, the thing is, they're... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, James. I, 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 I pegged them to go down, uh, but it got interesting with Everton. There's still, you'd have to say, there's still a chance that they go, uh, they're, they're able to stay up just looking at strength of schedule. Uh, Everton notably has still Liverpool, Chelsea, 
uh, Arsenal yet to play, mm-hmm. and they've got to they've got to host. You know, Crystal Palace is not an easy out. Who knows what what um, Leicester's going to do? But they got to play them twice. So Everton might only put up you know another three to six points on the season. So they're definitely catchable. And I thought Sean Dyche yeah. was the guy to do it. So we'll, we'll we'll have to see. I almost want them to go down because of how you mentioned how. Oh, absolutely, Patrick. Absolutely, this move feels very out of touch. I'm, 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 we're kind of cucking ourselves in the sense that, like, by wanting Burnley to go down, Watford and Norwich are a lock. They're done. So, not mathematically, but you know, I think spiritually, spiritually, we're all aligned there. They're toast. Uh, So, by doing so, I am effectively now backing Frank Lampard's Everton, which is not a position I wanted to put myself in. No. Mm -mm. No. I mean, Burnley only do have the four wins on the year. Which is pretty terrible. Yeah. Well, recently it was just three. You know, they're on the come up, or they were. That's true. That's um, true. So yeah, we'll have to we'll have to keep monitoring the player reaction. They went and got a one-one draw, a competitive one-one draw away at West Ham, which is not they an easy, did. not an easy place to go, nor nor team to play. Uh, they lost Ashley Westwood to a seemingly serious injury, and he's yeah, kind of good. They are Burnley is the kind of team who rolls out their same eleven and makes one or two subs a game. So to lose a player of his importance is not great for the run-in, but it's one to watch, Patrick. No, no. And they're, um, you know, who do they, they don't, okay, they have Watford. I was hoping they still had Everton, but no, they just they just took care of Everton. Yeah, to make this they did. A spicier. They did. Was, they did their was Sean Dyche, knowing uh, how to navigate a relegation battle. Yeah. United could not do the wider Premier League any favors going to Goodison Park, unfortunately. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, it just couldn't it's happen. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. It was like a, who can figure out how to work the trigger on the gun to shoot themselves in the foot fastest? <laughs> how do you How do you get Oh, the safety's on. There it is. That uh, seems a fitting, a fitting description for many teams. Oh, Patrick, we, we will get there. And I'm actually going to give you a dealer's choice on uh, order of content today. But first, guys, I want to do a quick fantasy check-in slash preview because... I'd say probably half of our active league have just stopped setting lineups and I'm not naming names and it might be one, it might be one half of this podcast right here as we talk, but Patrick, here's good news for you and for everyone. Game week 34 is this up, upcoming weekend, starting with the Prem de la Prem Bowl, shout out. Uh, game week 35, so not this weekend, the next weekend, the top 16 teams of our league are going to get randomly drawn into the cup, which is a one game single knockout to the finish line. And I, I think you're right on that cusp. You know, you're going to come into wow. this cup and it's going to be a knockout tournament. It's going to be tons of fun. And remember, we're still doing the jersey for league winners, who by all accounts looks to be Jack Ridgeway, who I think is like in the top 500 of USA fans. Absolute beast. That's incredible. Yeah, absolute beast. Former guest. Uh, esteemed guest. And Very esteemed. Then the cup winner, I, I can't remember, but I think we there was discussion of a signed Prem de la Prem t-shirt. So, uh Rev up those mm-hmm. engines. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get my hands on one of those shirts, James. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would love to sign a shirt for you, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess I'll have a signed shirt from you, James. Why not? On Put my, it up in the studio. On my bucket list of things to do is just walk up to a kid, give them my piece <laughs> of paper, give them like a, a an autograph and say, hang on to that. It'll be worth something someday. You got to find the right context. Yeah, I think it could happen, James. Do you? Yeah. Do you need context for that? I feel like it's almost better without context. And it's just like Yeah, but like I want you want the kid to like think about it for like 30 years. You don't want him to be like that was weird. You want him to like be researching you and trying to mm-hmm. figure out who you were. Uh, so you have to do something cool. Um maybe stop an armed robbery. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Maybe do that. All right, I'll get my hands on a police radio. Mhm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Patrick, you got a choice. <laughs> so get ready for the cup, ladies and gentlemen. Point being, <laughs> Patrick, genuinely set yes. your lineups because yes. you, I don't, I, I don't know if they match like 16th against first NCAA tournament style, but if they do, you will get matched up against Nigel um, mm. with wow. your, with your team name of I might beat Nigel. So, wow. Mm-hmm. Full circle. Yeah. Yep. Full circle. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to see if I can finagle my way right into the the Nigel opposition spot. Yeah, and I'm sure on account of not 
paying any attention to the league, you still have a free hit and wild card to play, so you can reformat your team and such. Anyway, Patrick, choice for you. You want to do title race Hell in a Cell first, or do you want to do top top four as Lava? Let's go title race first. Top floor is Lava, sorry. Let's save our dessert for last. Okay, okay, so you want to go in the My Brain Works sequential order that most other... Give me the steamed veggies before I get to my dessert. (laughs) The gross thing. Yeah, the (laughs) gross part no one wants to talk about. (laughs) All right. City and Liverpool, Patrick, served up an instant classic. A 2-2 draw shootout last weekend. Uh, It's a game City probably should have edged despite ample chances for both sides. And even though City retains the one-point lead over Liverpool, having played the same amount of games, it's a result you feel both were... We're okay living with, you know, they were, yep. they were hugging and, and, you know, laughing it up pretty jovial. So here's the situation, Patrick. Liverpool have united at Anfield on Tuesday. City host Brighton on Wednesday. Who do you think is likelier to pick up three points? I think they're both equally 100% likely <laughs> to pick up three points at home. See, me in, the, see me in the district. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I do think it's City. I think it's City. Brighton have... Uh, Aside from trips to North London, been playing absolutely terrible football, so maybe they're turning a corner. Uh, but I think that was more of the teams that they went up against. I don't think Brighton is is in yeah. uh, particularly good shape, uh, whereas of course City is just steamrolling everyone. This is the Brighton coming off the away win at Spurs, right? I do. They 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 won the two back to back in North London, and I think had lost eight before that in a row, uh, and those two. Teams, so they uh, just have a geographical preference of. Yeah, they they're moving the MX. I heard they're shipping <laughs> it up. They're shipping it. Well, I guess yeah, would be shipping it they're up. They're calling it an MX North. No, I mean I. You have to. You have to think there'll be something in it for United, uh, especially for the the Ronaldos of the club. Uh, it's a big game. It's a big game. It's a chance to play spoiler. It's a chance to keep things out of uh, Liverpool's trophy cabinet. Keep the quad off the table. Uh, yeah. and you have to think that if you're able to pull something off, yeah. that's going to go a long way in securing a title race for City. Maybe that's not how you want to look at it, but I think that you're going to get a stiffer fight out of United, but also that could be done in 15 minutes as well. It's it's it, I, I don't have a read on it, James. How are you feeling? Yeah, Patrick, anyone who says there's no easy Derby game hasn't seen this year's vintage of United. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to have Salah uh, isolated with Tellez over on right wing? Great, great. Very sure. excited. Very excited for that during my meetings on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think United fans, I've always been, you know, we talked about it on previous podcasts. I've been sort of like more pro city than Liverpool for previous re- reasons previously stated. But now I think the majority of United fans, the vast majority would double down on city over Liverpool because of the fact that Liverpool beat city in the FA cup and, and they have the, uh, not just the treble, the quadruple to go for. So you know, yeah. I think if there's if there is pride in wearing the shirt, you would hope it shows up on Tuesday. But we will, yeah, we'll you get really, to United, won't we? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, both these teams, though, James, are just they seemingly seemingly unstoppable. Great form for you know both the cup and the uh, and the league, uh, all both the, all the cups that they're in. Obviously, mm-hmm. they ran into each other. Uh, and Liverpool took care of City in the FA Cup semifinal. But in the Champions League, both still cruising. Uh, obviously, we just talked on the FA Cup final or the FA Cup semifinal final for, for, for Liverpool. And they're just steamrolling everyone they see in the league. So I, I don't expect either of these teams to really slow down. I think one slip up, James, might be it for either side. Here. Yeah. I mean, they, they got to combine yeah. five, five losses on the season. They're in, they're in no mistake territory, in, aren't they? They are, and you have to you have to say uh, there's no real game out here, uh, honestly, for either of these sides where I think that they should be any in any real risk. You know, obviously there's Liverpool have Spurs, don't they? They do, but they host them. Uh, yeah. I suppose they still they actually still have a return fixture. Well, this United is a Spurs. Unscheduled. This is a Spurs who need to lock in fourth place. Who you know, aside from some freakish behavior yesterday. Um, have been have been on a roll. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they're not gimmies, but I do agree, Patrick. It's on an absolute knife edge. I, the only the next closest thing to equal points is City being above them on points, 
by one, but below them on goal difference. So it really is knife edge stuff. Yeah, it's brilliant. And so yeah, any any even a draw, uh, even a draw here could swing things pretty dramatically for either one of these two sides. You have to think City has the easier run in. They're still my favorite. There's something in my bones that tells me Liverpool's yeah. not going to let up. It kind of makes me think that yeah. City have to be perfect. I know, I know. It. I wonder what the odds say because, like, my bones, my own bones, are also starting to tell me the same thing. Um, and how crazy would it be if if they both ran the table from this point out after their draw? Mm-hmm. Uh, would put them on 94 and 95. Yeah, with City insanity. City the, Ooh, that's a good stat. Yeah, so I mean, it's a it's another well, just elite level stuff here out of these two. Talking teams. about elite level, two elite teams, Patrick. I have to ask because Please. it's been the topic of conversation. So, after going, you know, four on five straight years of trading titles, and by that I mean City winning three of them and Liverpool winning one during a global pandemic, and only coming second one other time. Uh, the greatest rivalry of the Premier League era talk is inevitably surfacing, particularly amongst Liverpool fans like Jamie Carragher. And as the other half of a United and Arsenal fan podcast, Patrick, I have to get your take on this. Is the modern City Liverpool the best rivalry of the Premier League era? Not yet, James. Uh, not yet. I think it has its it has its potential to be. Uh, I still see both of these teams competing at a high level for a number of years. Uh, but you have, of course, you mentioned right. Uh, Manchester United and Arsenal. There is a there's a period of time where nine straight years, just those two teams exchange mm-hmm. titles, and then right after that, another period of seven years. You could certainly make the case for for Chelsea and Manchester United. You also have a Champions League final uh, mixed into into that rivalry at the time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in all of those in all of those seasons, James, for the the Chelsea and Manchester United era, uh, only once was the other team not the runner up, and for the Arsenal Manchester United time. Uh, that was only uh, it was only three times uh, that, that that they were not the runner up the the, the right. loser of the of that rivalry was not the runner up right. and so for me I think another important element there Manchester United has the edge in both of those but both Chelsea and Arsenal in those sprints won three titles Liverpool's got to do more for me to stand on that same playing field you talk about best rivalries ever and really James it's three years four four years ago was uh. Uh, United finishing second, Spurs third. Salah had the goals, but uh, they didn't quite put it together until, of course, that great campaign where they were just just a point short before winning the league uh, in 2019-20. So for me, James, still a little bit to go. Still a little bit to go. But I think they'll get like they get there quicker in my head because I think that they have they have issued a new level, a new high. Uh, but in each one of these rivalries. They've, it's always been the best. Iconic teams, right? These are iconic teams. Yeah. Those were iconic teams. Iconic players, iconic managers. Uh, and that's the same here. So I I get to, to uh, you want to talk about one half of the podcast, I get to be, uh, I get to enjoy this a little bit, James. I don't really have much vested interest other than watching two really good football teams, which I don't get to do every weekend. So seeing yeah. these two, it's, it's, it's fun. It's great for the league. They continue to raise the bar. Uh, and that's, they kind of cross chaos for the teams below them because you got to be perfect to compete, and that's a really hard, really hard endeavor. Um, so they do they do change things for the rest of the league, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. And it sounds like your take on the matter is like it needs a little bit more time. Like if they if they go at this pace another two years, three years, um, conversation might change a little bit. And and Liverpool totally. needs to notch more in that in that time frame. We might be at year five of an eight to 10 year rivalry right year four of a ten, eight year rivalry. And if that's the case, then, then of course, you know, because I could see the bones of each of these clubs uh, with maybe, you know, two or three people just getting old and being phased out of the club, being around and being mm-hmm. at these clubs and fighting for titles in three years time. Yeah. Well, that's a good take. I like that one. I have a slightly different take and to all the people out there who think I'm just, a little curmudge, a little curmudgeon, not really willing to uh, take these new team successes on board. I'm here to say, it's very big of me, I'm willing to see the best quality, I will call them the best quality clash of teams the Premier League has ever seen. I, yeah, I think I that's, that. that's the way I'm willing to parse them. Not willing to say rivalry, because I think when you look at it statistically number-wise, it's very hard to argue, right? Like, 
city where and centurions. They're high five and after the games. So yeah, well, like we'll get to that. I got a real opinion on that. Yeah, city centurions <laughs> in 2017, 18. Uh, they took each other to the brink in 1819 with 98 points and 97 respect, respectively. Uh, City winning it the following year with 99. Like these are unprecedented numbers when you look at United Chelsea, a contender, uh, the teams of yesteryear. They weren't winning titles with totals in the mid 90s, bar Mourinho's, Mourinho's crazy first season with 95. The Invincibles, Patrick, ironically got 90. And uh, this was a, a little surprise to me. United's treble side in 99 won it with 79 points, which was less than Leicester's 81. So mm-hmm. I'm willing to take that on board and see that I think like, also when you think about tactics and the general athlete development, it's grown leaps and bounds over the last couple of decades. Like Fergie and Wenger were, were just rolling out their best four four twos and letting it ride. You know, I, I'm willing right. to acknowledge that Klopp and Guardiola have changed the standard of quality in the Premier League for the better. But that aside, I can't permit best rivalry in the holistic understanding of what that word means. Like, maybe that's just the tribalist in me, but I can, off the top of my head, think about five iconic images of the Wenger-Fergie era. Mm-hmm. Like, out, off or outside of scoring goals and Klopp and Pep hugging each other, which to your point is like, that's what comes to me for city Liverpool. I think of big games and big goals like Fabinho scoring a huge goal in a title decider. Sure. And then like Klopp and Pep showing mutual respect. Like to me, that's not a rivalry. Rivalry is Pizzagate, Keenan Vieira in the tunnel, like Wenger standing on the old Trafford awning. City Liverpool has none of that for me. It has none of that. It needs edge. It needs bite. And maybe, you know, it's all lovey-dovey from from Pep Guardiola right now. But maybe if Liverpool start eating his dinner a little bit more and, and nipping this title, maybe it'll change a little bit. Yeah, we'll meet in the – have a close finish here and meet in the Champions League final and tell me it doesn't start a rivalry. Oh. I, think you'll, I think you'll see a little something – Little something extra if that if that happens. Uh, you get you, you got a little bit of a taste. It was a tough game. It was and, and, and shout out to Anthony Taylor. We we love to rip refs. I thought he did an, an excellent job of letting that game wow. be a physical title. He he did not assert himself, but I think he kept control of the game. And I think that was just the the quality and the class of the players. I think understood. Okay, there's a line. We can't do anything. You know, so so crazy. Uh, like, but a real, really hard foul that might you know find yourself getting a red card in in, in October on VAR. It's not going to VAR. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not getting the cheap stuff. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of you know a, a ref swallowing the whistle at the end of the you know NBA playoff game. Just let let them settle it on the field. And there was nothing in between the two sides at the end of the day. Uh, but I thought he did a very very good job of letting that game have the the, the competitiveness. I thought oh. that it had throughout. Very big of you, Patrick. Is he getting yeah. your huge beast of the week? No, no, no chance. Not no even chance. close. Not no even chance. close. <laughs> no. no, but it was a little aside. Worth saying. No, I think he did a good. I think he did a good job. And, yeah. and, and for for my money, I think he's probably the uh, the best ref in the league, Anthony Taylor. I it I I think like that's being reinforced in the games yeah. he's being given and like England's representative. But uh, the bar is kind of low. Bar is kind of low. But anyway, oh, yeah. Yeah. I. I think the best way to summarize it is like, oh, Pep and Klopp are still hugging each other in post-match interviews and, and talking each other up. Yeah, not a rivalry yet. No. It, no. One has not hurt the other enough yet. Yeah, but I, I would I would listen to any anybody's opinion that probably not both of these teams, but that these are the two best teams in like the Premier League era. Yes. I would entertain that argument. I that's what I, yeah, that that was kind of 100%. my entire point. Yeah. Like no, that's, no, I think it's great. That's one. that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I'm willing to cede that. Yeah. Um Liverpool, but, you're the second best team in the Premier League era with your one Premier League title. Post-COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even get to celebrate with your fans. <laughs> Losers. Not in real time. All though. right. Enough of that. I'm shoving, I'm shoving the steamed veggies away from the table like a oh, spoiled toddler. Yeah. Top floor is lava. Patrick, <laughs> what the fuck's going on? James. <laughs> what are we doing here? Alan, she- Alan Shearer put out a column that said neither City nor Liverpool deserve to lose the title race. You should put out a follow-up one that says Arsenal, <laughs> Spurs, and United should donate fourth place to charity. Yeah, just just what you thought. Hey, <laughs> it, and, and look, West Ham, God bless them. They're trying. They're they should trying. give it to yeah. They should give it to West Ham. Congrats on a fine season yeah, and all because, many successes in the future. And then they can't get uh, 
three points at home against uh, Sean Deichless Burnley. They couldn't pull that. They couldn't pull that one off, uh, which is just that one. That one absolutely, absolutely kills me, James. Mm-hmm. Because West Ham would actually be in the mix here, right? They'd be sitting. Uh, they'd be sitting right, right on uh, Manchester United and Arsenal. If yep, they just they would pull be that off. Um, they'd have more games, right? But I think that we can leave them still out of the mix here. It's lava, James. Top floor, top four is really, really lava. It doesn't make any sense. Why, why is this the case? Is it just that they're just, just shit enough? What's the deal? Yeah, Patrick. I think we need to generally stop saying it's Blank's team to lose, it, like it's theirs to lose, because they will do it. They will lose. They will lose the edge, and I think that's the problem. It's a mixture of mentality, not being there before, and in one team in particular's case, just burning out like a supernova. Just flaming like a dying star. So I got got a few notes here, Patrick. Spurs, United, Arsenal. You know, respect to West Ham. I want to give it to them. I would like to hand it to them, but they don't don't rank into my discussion here. That's just... No. That's just facts. No, they're not there. Only five games to play. All right. Not enough time. Patrick, let's start with your North London rivals. They had won four in a row to bounce back from the United show. Uh, one of which being a rescheduled 2-0 victory against Brighton. I forgot about that. So they've played Brighton like two times in three weeks. Uh, yeah. 3-1 against West Ham, 5-1 against Newcastle, 4-0 away to Villa. Like, this was it. This was the run. And then they go and lose 1-0 to Brighton at home. And maybe we should have ex- expected this out of, a, uh, out of a team that has an adjective named after them for when you do something embarrassing. Mm-hmm. So, Great I don't know. Point, James. Astute. I don't know. I, I, I plucked out an Antonio Conte quote here that I loved. Uh, we started very slowly, and in this type of game, you have to move the ball more quickly. Maybe the weather. I don't know. I want to find an excuse, but it was not a good game for us. <laughs> I caught the last 15 minutes of that game, uh, and that was where when my hope kind of reached The best its peak. 15, yeah. Yeah, it's when my hope kind of reached its peak for that Saturday morning. And they just looked a, a, a lifeless bunch. Even after Brighton got the goal, it didn't really seem like they were. They had it. It is. It is. It is something, James. That I, I do think. You know, you've seen it with Arsenal. You've seen it a bit with United. Uh, the fact that United's even in the mix here is is embarrassing to both the North London sides. Oh, entirely. But as soon as Tottenham had the inside track, and everyone else was thinking like, "Whoa, look at their schedule. Look yeah. at this. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, look how bad Arsenal's playing. United's still off the pace. It's yours to lose." And then they just lay a complete egg. And then they're away to they're away to Brentford coming up a game that you would still I'd say rate them to win, uh, but that's not not an easy game uh, really Brent, by any Patrick, by any stretch. Brentford it's a tough place to play. I almost just gave Brentford my beast of the week because they are arguably the hottest team in the Premier League right now. Yeah, one in four out of five, a nearly a top half team. Let's let's put in some work, Brentford. We could really use this one. We could really use it. <laughs> Let that Christian Eriksen story write another chapter. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. It couldn't well, even be mad. I have to I have to respect Conti for this quote because like normally you look for like a refereeing injustice or uh, something just not going your way that you can galvanize the team around, but he was like I, I, I don't know what happened. I want I want to find an excuse, but I can't. And and maybe that's just Spurs in their entirety and and it's showing itself as a microcosm of the season, but they're still my favorites. That's why, you know, position-wise and also schedule-wise and, and everything that they have proven aside from this game in the, in their recent run of form. So, yeah, roll on Brighton. I'm sorry, uh, Brentford. Yeah, they finished the season as well, Tottenham do, uh, with Burnley and Norwich. So, I mean, if there's, a, if there's a scenario fit for them to bottle it, that's certainly it. But if you're looking at that at face value – they're going to have a real opportunity if 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 we're just honors even headed at, headed into that that final two two yeah. match weeks. You really got to rate Spurs to get it done. You yeah. really do. That should be six points. Should it really should James? Yeah, it's hard to think of a scenario. No, where they don't get six points out of those final two games yeah. against Burnley and, and Norwich City. I sure would like to think of a scenario. I'm having trouble thinking of thinking of a situation, yeah, James. Scratching lose any points in those games. Scratching it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just write the narrative. Write the narrative, Patrick. Uh, okay, let's talk United. Our sure. La- okay, let's just trip down memory lane. Last five games here, uh, lost to Everton, 
a draw <laughs> to Leicester, a loss to Atletico to get knocked out of the Champions League, and two 3-2 Ronaldo hat-trick victories. This is United in 2022. Spin the chamber, Boris. This is unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. They don't belong here, James. They don't belong here. It really makes no sense. And this is honestly, you know, we say they don't belong here as in like we've been handed um, a golden-edged opportunity. But to me, this is the cruelest thing that could possibly be happening to United fans right now. Because it's just the right combination, that perfect stew of results between our own and others that are just giving us that glimmer of top four, which we have no right to be in. No right. Yeah, well... I mean, you look at the teams around them, right? They're 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 one of four teams with single-digit losses on the season. So maybe there's your narrative. But James, tough run in for United. How are you feeling about this? You got you got Liverpool, you got Arsenal, you got Chelsea on the trot. Yeah, don't feel great, but like I never did. <laughs> I I just I wanted these to be dead rubber games, Patrick. This is okay. This yeah, is the insanity. Way. Of let's just let's take Saturday. Let's take this game against Norwich. We gave them twenty percent of their away goals this entire season in the space of ten minutes at Old Trafford. We're chanting, "You're not fit to wear the shirt." At our own players, <laughs> we're booing Paul Pogba after making a big point of backing Harry Maguire, who happened to scorpion kick the former in the head during the game. We're protesting our owners mid-game. And we have a lame duck interim manager. And yet we go to Liverpool on Tuesday with the chance of making, boosting our top four, uh, sorry, I was just about to call it top four title hopes. And it feels that, (laughs) it really feels that way. (laughs) Yeah, I've been there, James, been there. (laughs) And we say it's not a trophy. Um, Should be. And to anyone who cares in the slightest bit about United's team and history and what we stand for. We have the chance of spoiling Liverpool's title aspirations in a season where they're going for the quadruple. And do I think we're going to show up? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, no, I don't, I I don't think so either, James. I think you're getting stomped out at Anfield, (laughs) but not an easy run in. Like I said, right. Arsenal home to Chelsea, home to Brentford. You just mentioned, and then away to both Brighton and palace, neither of which will be easy fixtures to close out the year. And so you look at this and you say, can United go on a tear? Can they put up 10, 12 points here and and really put the pressure on? Probably not. But the question really isn't that for me, James. The question is, can they get away with putting up six points and somehow sneaking, like, you know, having something to play for on the last game? It, it, it's you know? the other teams. That, I mean, that's yeah. been the narrative for a while. It's like, can the other teams do us enough it's, favors? Yeah, and I think that you have a, 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 a massive, a massive game uh, at the Emirates at the weekend. I think that's the that's that's the season for me for Manchester United. But I've said that before. I thought Spurs and United playing each other was a top four eliminator, and <laughs> here we are, both of them with a better track than Arsenal. Yeah, we so. called it a loser leaves town game, and Spurs is in pole position. <laughs> Man, every episode is just ruining your credentials. That was a segment. month ago. A month. Good lord. Yeah. Good lord. Uh, Patrick, I scrolled to the bottom of the United schedule here on Google, and I see Crystal Palace here. The one before that is Melbourne Victory, and it put my brain in a pretzel because I realized we're also playing Palace in our summer showcase. Yeah, the summer showcase. I thought we added a... uh, Yeah, don't put that in the schedule until later. That's ridiculous. You know know how broken my brain is, Patrick? My first reaction to the Melbourne Victory game wasn't, why is this here? It's, that should be an easy three points. I mean, they, snuck, they snuck in for Burnley. Yeah, I think we. I think that'll help our cause. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> July fifteenth. Wow, we got nine games instead of six. <laughs> you might be able to work with this. Uh, okay. <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> Mr. Bernard, uh, we always knew Mikel was the mastermind. Yeah. And he's been able to mastermind three straight losses against teams <laughs> with absolutely nothing to play for. Yeah, James, my. Um, <laughs> The, the, the disrespect that I put on the whatever of the table did not um, did oh, not look good for me in hindsight. Aged like a funky old cheese. Oh, my goodness. And not the good kind either, James. These have just been pathetic performances. All of them. Every last one of them. And, and it's not – they're not even um, – especially the Southampton one, James. It's a performance where you would say even with – 
even with the side Arsenal was forced to put out there, and I do say forced to put out there, knowing that you know we've we've made our own bed and have to lie in it. But the 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 situation around it, that side against the Southampton side that showed up mm-hmm. should still be able to get the job done, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's even if it's on the road. Uh, so it's it's looking bleak for Arsenal, who have a difficult run in Chelsea, Man U, West Ham. Take a break for Leeds. Then you got Spurs, and then some people towards the bottom of the table. So awful bold of you to take a break for Leeds. Yeah, Le- Leeds on the road. Yeah, no, they'll they'll do something dumb. They'll open it up. They'll they'll give you a shot. Leeds are Leeds are pretty atrocious. Yeah, Leeds they're are not real great. bad. No, they're not great. But but um, they are in decent form after uh, well Jesse Marsh took over. I think they're unbeaten in their last four. So I thought it was just interesting how you. Um, you ate crow for your description of the whatever category, and now you're just saying, you know, take a break for Leeds on air. Well, Have you learned borderline nothing? relegation? Leeds, I think, are just going to take a breath because they're just out of relegation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, Patrick, uh, I thought Conti's quote was the quote of the weekend. For me, it's actually Arteta because uh, – he just went. He couldn't help himself after this game. He was all games. over the place. The oh, first question. The first question was a softball. Not to bring another sport into it, but uh, they asked him what he made of the game, and he said it's difficult to explain because this is football and not basketball. <laughs> like I, I think you just made it way harder on yourself, <laughs> Mikhail. And and I was actually I was genuinely confused because he talked about the millions of chances Arsenal had, but from your description, they could like they could have played another ninety and never scored. Well, James, yeah, his his description would have been great, but the the apt comparison would have been to a basketball team that only shot air balls. <laughs> it wasn't even hitting the rim. Why is this field goal percentage so low? Yeah, it was six shots on target. Oh, out they were of they were chucking up medicine balls by accident. And that's been the look. And and here's the thing, you know, I think we'll 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 do a season recap at the end. But this was this was a predictable predicament Arsenal might have found themselves in, looking at what they did to the squad in the January window. Uh, letting Aubameyang go, no replacement. Uh, Thomas mm-hmm. Partey and, and Jaka in January had some suspension issues, and you saw how weak that midfield is. You knew you were an injury or a suspension away from this problem. Uh, you, you can't really do anything about the Nuno here anything because you literally bought Nuno for that purpose and don't trust him to use it. So that yeah, one's on that, Mikel. That's on. a tough one. That's a tough yeah, one. That one's a tough one to take, uh, especially because I think that that might have made a difference in the Brighton game. Didn't, obviously, in this this other game. But... Yeah, it's it's James. What do we say? Right, it's time to stand up and be counted. And after three just complete lame duck performances, going into a a murderer's row, three three games, uh, you, you got to say they got to win two of them, and they probably got to win specifically the United and the West Ham game because right. of their proximity in the table. Right. So it's not even, you know, Chelsea. I don't want to say it's a, a it's it's certainly not an irrelevant game. You need to get some points there if you can. But losing that game to win the other two, I take, I, I'll shake your hand and take that right now if it's on offer. But you're going into that game, that must win against United at home, potentially having lost four on the trot. Yeah. A weakened team. Yeah. A United team that might smell blood, that might say, hey, we shouldn't be here, but we have an opportunity. Oh, Patrick, and, if we couldn't yeah. smell the bloodbath that was Goodison Park, uh, I wouldn't worry about that. Our noses have been plugged for a long time. Look, I don't know that these teams can see more than 50 minutes ahead of them. So I think that we got to get closer and closer to the end of the season. And James, remember, it's like the, uh, it's it, we're, we're just kind of jockeying for position, but you don't want, you don't want fourth. You want the little hot potato yeah. to be in somebody else's hand. And then when they go, ooh, they, they get too hot, then you come in, you scoop it up. You just got to do it right on time. You got to do it right on time. Mm-hmm. I think there's still plenty left in this season, James, but you'd have to, you have to think Arsenal or, or, or on the way out, just on form alone. Uh, just on form alone. It's 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 dire, James. It's dire. And it, I don't know where the help's coming from. Yeah. I, I want to talk about squad in a second, but real quick, if we're doing Prem de la Prem Bowl predictions, Patrick, I if there were odds, I would put my house on it. It's going to be like, I keep referencing this game, but it's the perfect one in my mind. United visiting Everton. Two terrible teams in a real bad way. And one just like outdoofs the other. Yep. And the other out hustles. And then the best part about it is there's a victor, and the pundits have to figure out a way to praise them. So they just go, you know, Everton really wanted it more today. 
<laughs> and and that's that's kind of like what yeah, you get at the end of the day. So yeah, I do I do think this that's would be what a the Emirates is going to serve up. Yeah, yeah, and I think I mean it was it was at the Southampton game, uh, and I, I forget did Southampton yeah they scored just before half. I was I was literally winding up to text you as they scored. I said this is going to be one of those games where both teams mess around for ninety minutes and maybe one of them one of them will donkey a goal. And okay. sure enough, Southampton donkeyed one. Yeah, uh, and Live. then Fraser Foster. Yeah, I, I think Arsenal should be doing better there in front of goal. Uh, but made made a couple. Yeah, one of those saves. games. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those and, games. That, and that's that's the difference when you're poor. You're just going to rely on a couple chances. Each side's going to get them. Do they go your way or do they not? You know, and Southampton took their took their chances. So yeah. fair play to them. You know, but I don't, I don't. They weren't even. They weren't. They weren't good. James. No, no, I know. It was a team with nothing to play for. You know, the whatever category did not lie. Brighton and Palace were better than Arsenal. Southampton was just, they just existed and Arsenal couldn't figure it out. They existed in the same space and after playing a game for 90 minutes, left with arbitrary points. These are are facts. Uh, Patrick, you talk about it being dire. I want to talk about the squad. I think whoever finishes top four is going to, the story is going to be written about the January transfer window. I think it's pretty evident that party from the outside, Party is the key to the the starting eleven, it, given the coverage that you sure. have. It, yes. I don't know if that's fair to say, but you know you you rock Sambi and Laca, uh, Sambi and Jaka, and that means Jaka can't be a left back cover for Tierney. So I, I was reading today, Party out for the rest of the season. What's up with Tomiyasu and, and Tierney? Um, Tierney's what, out for the rest of the season as well. Jeez, um, Lacazette. I don't. I mean, he's basically been a freaking traffic cone for the last month and a half. So I don't know that that's really a loss. Uh, he's out. Uh, I actually like what we're getting out of Inketcha, which tells you all you need to know. <laughs> and Tierney, Tierney got hurt on, uh, on international duty with Scotland. But we know Tierney's made of glass. We've known this. That's why we bought Nuno That's why you the, got a uh, summer. left back, yeah. Yeah, at least that's what I thought. So I thought he did a good job. He did good enough. He did. The thing is, we, we don't need like, Nuno Tavares should not be going out there and winning the game. He's just got to go do a job. And that's, he's just playing left back. If he gets like, beat, he gets beat, you know? Um, please just so give just, us a six, seven out of 10 performance, Nuno Tavares. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I, and this, is the, this is the type of arsenal that I was so used to just like a year and a half, two years ago, that was just lame duck performance after lame duck performance. And then maybe you get a couple goals. Uh, but it's a team, certainly, James, that just cannot play from behind. And they got behind in the first half of all three of their most recent games, and it's just ugly. This team scores first; they're very strong defensively, and so I, I maybe they nick a goal mm-hmm. early at Chelsea and are mm-hmm. able to hold it on. I could certainly see that storyline, especially with Chelsea. You know, not all that much uh, to play for, to play for anymore. Yeah, they're a funny one. Who knows? They're a funny bunch. Uh, Who knows? I got one last thing for you on Arsenal, Patrick. It's a question, and I'm calling it the Brendan Rodgers dilemma. They're going to they're gonna study it in, in game theory school one day. Uh, from here on out, I, I don't know what I just said. <laughs> from here on out, let's say you finish fifth place. Uh-huh. Is that on Mikel Arteta or is that thanks to Mikel Arteta? Well, it's a little bit of column A, a little column B, uh, James. Oh, God. No, it's... Um, wow, that's a good question. That's a good question. Well, it, yeah, I, I I would say, you know, who, who's making the call to do what you do with the squad is probably a combination of do and Arteta. So if you'll allow me, I'll say it's on the two of them for us to finish in, in, in fifth place. Okay. And I don't think it's necessarily, uh, you kind of get in this territory with the two of them where you're like, well, it's a sackable offense, but they're not getting sacked, so let's ride. What's the best next thing, right? And so maybe it's a sackable offense. I don't think they're going to get sacked. No way. Full stop. I mean, what remember I, the beginning would, of the season. Remember where totally, we were totally. at. What I would say is, is the, the, that decision in January, I think, felt like everybody to everybody at the time, this was Arsenal's opportunity to seize something ahead of schedule. They decided not to do it. And so bolstering the squad, reinforcing the positions that you need to do, Obviously, it would be easier to do with Champions League money. In the but summer. As long as that happens in the summer, then whatever. We're not winning the title. It is just top four. I'd like to be in the Champions League, obviously. But it's more about the journey, the process, because that's what we've been sold on. Uh, but it's definitely on them for missing it this year. They had a golden, golden opportunity. Uh, and they 
And, and, and you got to look at over at Spurs, right? They brought in Bentacore, they brought in Kulisevsky, uh, two guys who have really improved their team. Maybe not by leaps and bounds, but you didn't need by leaps and bounds to secure top four. You needed a right. little bit. You needed somebody behind Party. You need somebody right. behind uh, Lacazette, or in front of Lacazette, preferably. But, you know, they didn't do it. So maybe they'll pull a rabbit out of their hat. Uh, but three, three losses on the trot like this, James... That's what they'll need. They'll need a little bit of a magic trick. Real mood changer. Real mood mm-hmm. changer. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's all left to do with the bridge. Oh, we got a week ahead of us. Some stonking fixtures. Absolutely. Patrick, let's move into the seggies. Uh, Men of culture. A word on Atletico versus City during the week. What did you make all of that? <laughs> I loved it, James. What did you make all that? You loved it. I loved it. You, I, I'm not. I'm not here for any anybody's uh, opinions, James. But Atletico Madrid in elimination football is much watch TV. Probably the most entertaining, maybe not the best advertisement for the sport, but certainly one of the most entertaining fixtures is when they've got their back mm-hmm. against the wall, or they've got somebody else with their back up against the wall, and they're the ones doing the shit housing. Uh, but man. It, it was hilarious. Give it a taste of their own medicine. Oh. You saw all the dirty plays come out. You saw the little cheeky, dirty things and not-so-cheeky, dirty things. And then, of course, just uh, just the amount of salt for just Pep and City playing the, uh, <laughs> playing the Atletico game against them was, uh, I can't, was also yeah. great. I can't deny it was must-watch because that, that is very broadly encompassing as far as, like, did you enjoy it? Did you hate it? Because must-watch is, like... That's why they came up with the word rubbernecking, right? When everyone's like looking at the terrible right. accident that happened over there. It's a must watch. Uh, it, oh, Patrick, to me, it was like it, when you take a toddler's toy away for misbehaving and you see that slow, gradual realization that they blew it dawn on them <laughs> in real time. That was Atletico in the last 15, 10 minutes realizing they were about to lose the tie and they lost it. And they, even they lost their good marbles. Chances. They had a couple good chances at the end too. They could have nicked it. Yeah, the, it, the, the 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 tie. Obviously, isn't that uh, isn't that crazy that like yeah. Savage pulling Grealish's hair or whatever, or chasing them down in the locker rooms, overshadowed the fact that I forget who it was. Might have been Correa had a golden edge opportunity in the last second to tie it and take it to extra time. Honestly, it was it was um, it was it was a very very good performance over 180 minutes from Atletico Madrid. And was it though? I mean, w- w- look at the job they had to do. They conceded once against Pep City, you know, and maybe sure they Pep 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 and, Pep and City s- sat back a little bit more in that second leg. But over the course of two legs, no one was giving them a shot, and they they played the the played the two fixtures in a way that gave them a shot. I'm not s- s- sitting here saying that this is the type of football we should all aspire to, but I'm glad. They mm. exist. Villains need to exist. <laughs> what would Hercules be? The balance if of nature. For the, the bad the bad guy in Hercules. That's a great comparison, Patrick. Thank you. <laughs> what would the boat in Jaws be without Jaws? Another another good uh, film. James. Yeah. I forget what it was called. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Please, James, continue. Uh well I'm moving on to freak. That's the one. I got double freak and I got double beast, but they wow. are intrinsically linked. Uh, Patrick, for me, my freak is Zach Steffen. He's uh, warming up for the World Cup with some heinous touches inside the box to allow Sadio Mane to double leads. Sorry, Liverpool's lead in the FA Cup final. It was uh, it was a it was a string. If you watched in slow motion, it's like one missed touch set up the second missed touch set up the third overtouch, and it's like, oh, it's in the back of the net. It was a mm-hmm. tough watch, real tough watch for all the Americanos out there. James, he's also my freak of the week. Oh, okay. Um, look, look, we got a tough we got a tough thing to do here as Americans to make the rest of the world respect us in this sport. Uh, they're already going to inherently hate us, yep. inherently clown on us, and then we have all the broadcast rights and all that kind of thing, you know, the you know they're doing Team USA watching Pulisic. Yeah, gets, we are doing the Lord's. Over. We are doing the Lord's work, playing up all these Americans doing very standard and average things. And for Zach Steffen to get into that situation and pull that donkey of a move, he didn't even. It wasn't even blocked. He got it tackled off of him, James. He With didn't even get it blocked in plenty of time. He didn't even kick yeah, it. Plenty of he didn't time. Even kick it. Uh, 
And you know, you, I think he right. It's like we're yeah. in a situation where he's. I don't even know if he should be the the the, the U.S. number one. That's that's an aside here. But this is a stage. The two best teams in the in the in the country, potentially the world, and you get a shot to represent. Yeah, you pull you, that. You know ah. he's. I kind Patrick. Ah. I think he's. If I were to guess, I think he's dead to Pep. I think he's dead to Pep because the storyline oh, yeah. he would have wanted to avoid was Pep's backups blow the semifinal for him. And then that happens. You know, like Pep yep. went out on a limb picking his second best team. And it's like, let's just lose on general quality and not on some boneheaded stuff. And, uh, you know, Nathan. Maybe Atkins, this is just what Ederson's got these in his locker. Maybe it's just what they expect. Who knows? Oh, no, but they were doing, like, the, the, the levels comparison where Ederson, like, coolly plays it off his own goal line, you know, the week oh, yeah. before. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ederson was born in the dark. Such a bad look, James. Bad look for the brand. <sighs> Don't, yeah. Pre- Gio that, Reyna to do a pirouette soon. If people... Then we're back. If we ever have to answer for Prem de la Prem's metrics, we'll be like, well, did you see what Zach Steffen did? What are we, what are we yeah. supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Patrick. My second freak of the week is uh, on that that like prepping for the World Cup tip. Uh, the head of security for World Cup Qatar 2022, aka what is meant to be the celebration of the world's most beautiful and accessible game, has come out and said, "If you want to express your views on the LGBT cause, do so in a society where it will be accepted. We will not change the religion for 28 aye, days." Aye, aye. Uh, big yikes, Patrick. <laughs> big freaking yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I'm laughing, but it's just like usually when they they kind of have these like y- you know uh, the human rights issues and like is it right is it morally right that we do this or this owner or whatever usually they do a pretty good job of you know wearing the cloak of the people and the cloak of love and of you know fairness and equality. This guy just straight up saying, "Hey." Not here, guys. Not on me, though. Just yeah. want you to be safe. Is among <sighs> the more tone-deaf things <laughs> oh I think I've ever heard. Oh but it's 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 par for the course oh. with the decision-making process to this point. Yeah. I mean, decision-making process nailed on. Uh, because if you take the progress over perfection angle, like, I'm not, I'm not directing ire at Qatar here. Or, like, the people of Qatar. Because, like, they're so entrenched in their views it's like okay that's what they're gonna be you gotta look at fifa when they're picking a place for the world cup and we know all like listen it's been well documented but just like this being that saddled up baggage that comes with it's like for fuck's sake guys for fuck's sake like again the world celebrating the world's most beautiful and accessible game it's like qatar seems like a good place for everyone to come and celebrate and watch the world cup and also, if you want to express your views on the LGBT cause, are we talking protesting? Are we talking having a rainbow flag? Or are we talking being gay? Like, I wouldn't rule the dice. Come on, guys. Come on. I wouldn't rule the dice. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a it's a sad state of affairs that like that this is just going to pull. It's very ahead, upsetting. You know, it's very upsetting. Bladder, you know, seven years post retirement. Just you know, no no cares in the world. This is still his doing, uh, but you know, no no one's getting held accountable. This is this is just FIFA, right? This is I think it's the uh, we're we're in the world of sports washing, James. Whether we like it or not, uh, these are the certain things that just they exist in the world. And unfortunately, FIFA has, as you said, they're the ones that need to be held accountable. They're not going to be held accountable because they're judge, jury, and executioner, mm-hmm. and the, the only they only answer to the highest bidder. So mm-hmm. this will, I mean, it won't be the last. I mean, the last one was in, in Russia. So yeah, I, I mean, and I'm sure there's plenty of people that got uh, some less than savory things to say about the USA get one. So we're just passing them all around. Yeah, God, Patrick. Uh, well, shout out the head of security for you know when he's taking his taking stock of all the things that scare him from a security standpoint at FIFA. The top of the list, circled in red pen, is the LGBT community. So, well done. Shambles. Well done all around. Huge beast, Patrick. Why don't you go ahead? <laughs> I'm going the head of security. No. Um, <laughs> I'm going with the man, the myth, the legend, Cristiano Ronaldo. 
not not just for putting the team on his back, but for the milestone, James. 50 hat tricks. 60. In cl- well, 50 in club football, no? Uh, maybe. I just know... I thought it was 50. I, I know it's... And 60 at the same time. Okay. I think he got both of them. Could be right. Could be right. I know it's 60 in total. Yes. Well, in, either way, hell of a milestone. 60 hat tricks from Cristiano Ronaldo... Cristiano, the problem, Ronaldo, getting it done in more ways than one, getting it done three ways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the goals. El inevitable. Yeah, very impressive. Beast. Thank you, Patrick. Huge beast. That was very big, was for, very big of you. Yeah, it wasn't for you, James. Okay. All right. No, just for you. I didn't know you were yeah. a Ronaldo guy like that. No, I'm not, James. That's why I just have to honor the segment. Okay. All right, so this is outside of your reviews, just doing the segment justice. That's a good one. Patrick, I got two quick ones. This one's outside of uh, Premier League purview, but it felt worth calling out just for how beastly it is. Inaki Williams for Athletic Bilbao has played every single league game for six years. Damn. Just, uh, we, we throw a lot of stats out there, but let that sink in. No injury, no suspension, no, no drop for poor performance. That's a lot of football. It's a lot of football for one beast. Uh, Patrick, my second 20, one. 20,000 minutes. Oh, wow. Crunch some numbers real quick. Yeah. TI-84. Yeah, Always got that thing on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Patrick, uh, my, my second one more in the sphere of the Premier League and teams within. Uh, Mark Noble retiring at the end of the year or leaving That's West right. Ham. I can't remember. But apparently he cleans up the away dressing room after every West Ham away game. Come on. Leading by example. There's a picture of him sweeping up the floors. Um our captains should take notes. All right. I'm calling bullshit. When's the first picture we have of him sweeping floors? Is it from this year? I I'm, I, I only saw the one from this past game against Lyon. I think we're just trying to make this guy bigger than he was. Wow. That's that's what I think. Wow. That's what I think. You think, I it's, think, that you he think just, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fraud? It's a setup? Conspiracy, maybe? I think what happened, James, was that uh, it's actually something that Sean Deitch used to do. And he would kick out the cleaning staff from the away dressing room. And they had already put, given those guys their days off. They were on holiday and somebody had to do it next in line mm. is the club captain. So I think he was just doing it. Someone snapped a pick. What a great guy. Yada, yada, yada. Can't even get into the team, James. Right. Okay. That's certainly a way to look at it. And I respect, look, hey, I respect you for saying that because you're just expressing your first amendment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually hope that um, I hope they do feel like playing him down the stretch. It would be nice if they did. They cared about him. Put him on the field. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was a little PR play because he's not done a whole lot in the football side of things. Um, no. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, club captain still doing the biz on and off the field. They're still in the Europa League, James. They're in the semifinal oh, against great story. Frankfurt. It's a great so story. Maybe he's got a maybe he's got some uh some work to do there. Maybe he'll get a run out, run out in the cup. Patrick, if we if we have a new segment called "Huge Coincidence of the Week," uh, <laughs> West Ham, I think we're last in the European semifinals in the seventies or something like that, and they played Eintracht Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Wow. Yeah. Time it's is all to play for. Time's a flat circle, baby. Goal of the week, I'm going Trussard against Spurs. It was a little lean week with some more midweek games than usual, so not a whole lot to pick from. But I like Trussard in the sense that it was ultimate composure, uh, a little dink around the first player, only to come up with a touching tribute to Luka uh, Modric with the outside boot finish to the wide corner. Um, I liked it. It was class. Trussard. James, he's getting mine as well. Yeah. Uh, the player that he... Um, so expertly deked was Eric Dyer mm. uh, was the one who turned his back at the, the fake shot 12 yards from goal. Uh, <laughs> but no, quick, quick to the first ball, brilliant first touch. Uh, kind of looked like he, he, he was, he, he was just kind of snatching at the ball uh, on the finish, but in the end, brilliant little finish, not much margin for error. And you're right, James, no real, uh, no real huge, huge bangers this week for me. So you could maybe even go with a, Bruno Gamares out of Newcastle for the late, late winner. Right. Uh, but, you know, Trossard, you could you could say he's had more influence on the top four race in the last two weeks than any of the teams fighting for it. Some certainly do say that. Mm-hmm. 
It's mm-hmm. a great it's a take. Two, two winners, I believe. It's a great take. Oh, actually, no. Not a winner, but a goal. Mem- momentous well. goals. Momentous goals. Mm-hmm. Patrick, send, momentous. send us home. All right, James. So I'm trying a new thing. I'm calling it the Champions Parlay. Uh, parlay in City and Liverpool in the money line. Uh, probably every week until it's done. So uh, Liverpool home to United, Manchester, that is. And City home to Brighton. And Hovalvian, that is. Minus 147, you're getting that at, James. Uh, that's a, a lock for you, in my opinion. The parlay yeah. is a minus 147. That's just with those teams, yeah. Wow. It's pretty, wow. It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Both at home, though. Both at home, helping the What's Oscar Liverpool play. United by itself? I just want the juice. I think they're minus 225. <sighs> Liverpool yeah. was. Yeah. What a time. Which probably puts, yeah, puts United up there. What a time. Okay. Um, my meatball is Lester. Away to Everton, James, at plus 200. And I don't like betting on Leicester at all. But I love betting <laughs> don't, against don't. Everton. <laughs> There's only one so, thing I hate more. <laughs> and plus 200 to beat Everton is a snack. And it's a snack in the form of a spicy ball with a little Parmesan cheese on top. And then our donkey, James. It's a donkey that you need. Not one that you want, that you need. Like Shrek. And it's Arsenal away to Chelsea. Plus 300. Yeah. Chelsea only has one win against Arsenal in the 2020s, James. One. Yeah. It's a must-win for Arsenal. Yeah. And surely they can't be this bad four <laughs> games in a row. It's a bold so, It's a bold. It's a donkey. perfect storm. It's a perfect storm. Uh-huh. All those three things. Perfect storm. Much like Shrek and the movie The Perfect Storm. Wow. Who knew that we were cinephiles, James? What a collab. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful, Patrick. It really is touching. Well, we will be back not just after the midweek fixtures, but after a one such certain Prem de la Prem Bowl. Uh, Patrick, use your crystal ball. What's your result? What are you going with? Oh, James. My heart's telling me like a 0 0 or a 1 1. Your heart's uh, telling you a 0 0. No, my head. Oh, my head. Okay. okay. My heart, my heart's telling me to protect myself. It's going to be four one United. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I think that I think you're right. I think it's going to be a game that's balanced on a knife edge and like a really dull knife edge. Uh, so I'm going to go. I'm going to give it to my boys Arsenal and a two one donkey show. Mm-hmm. But I, it's I, a, it's it's going to be pathetic. James. I think I, I am too, Patrick. I think yeah. I am too. I think I'm going two one Arsenal. I. I, I cannot see us rousing ourselves off the mat after like a no contest three no loss. Did I, at did I say Arsenal? I meant to say United. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I meant to say United. Uh, spin two, two one though. Spin the chamber. Okay. Well yeah. two one two <laughs> this is the state oh, of wait. affairs. Oh wait, no, that was an own that, sorry, that was an own goal by um, Nuno Tavares, not a goal. I, I, <laughs> I wrote down my projection. That was own goal, James. Own the goal state of Tavares. affairs of Prem de la Prem in 2022 is us emotionally hedging each other's teams. 2-1. Just, we're playing mind games uh, as as a Yeah, as try to keep up at home. Uh, and keep up, I hope you do, over this podcast. You enjoyed it. And over the ones to come, we will catch you for the final stretch here on Prem de la Prem. What's up, Prem Heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem De La Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem De La Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.